guys. Welcome back to Mostly Balanced with me and Carly. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We did not have an episode last week, so we are happy to be back this week to dive into a listener question. Yeah, this is going to be a good episode. I feel like we haven't had a solo in a few weeks after we had a few weeks like going strong of only solo episodes. So I'm excited to answer a listener question. Like Mia said, we didn't have an episode last week. We know this has been a really, really tragic time and there has been a lot going on. We wanted to address it on here because we haven't been really sharing much on our social media stories or anything like that. Personally, when I open up Instagram, that's like all I see lately on people's stories. And we made the decision to stay out of that conversation publicly just because we don't want to spread anything that might be misinformation. And we really are both educating ourselves as it is. So we obviously encourage everybody else to do the same thing and keep themselves educated, do what they can do to help and really just like support the people around you at this time. We feel awful about everything that's happening. And of course, do want to acknowledge that. Yes, 100%. I think I know I personally have felt very upset and just the state of this, what's going on in the world. And it's, it's horrible to see how everything is unfolding. And I think all that we want for everyone is to do what they can to support. And yes, like Carly said, we chose not to use our platform, which is a dating and relationship podcast to share information and took the time to pause our content. So Thank you for listening to us and sticking around. And we we hope to just share something in the midst of this that might be a little uplifting or just relatable for people when it comes back to dating and relationships. Yeah, exactly. And I think just be patient with the people around you and also like the influencers and podcasters and people that you follow, because I think a lot of them are just like us who have the content that they focus on. And are just like you who do sometimes turn to Instagram to like learn more about what's going on and interact with people. But that doesn't mean that they, while it's like amazing to have a platform of a lot of people and you can speak out about things that are important to you, if you're not fully informed or an expert on the topic, it honestly can add more noise than good. So that's really all we wanted to say, but we do... We are thinking of everybody who has been affected and we hope that we can provide you 30 minutes of just some good old fashioned dating advice. And we're going to dive into a longer listener question today. So I think this is going to be a good one. Yes. Uh, So I can get right into it if you if you're ready for me to read it. Okay. All right. Okay, so we got a long message and we like to dive into these with some more information than just our question box, which we always say. So she writes in. My best friend of 24 years is dating someone that has red flags all over them. I know this girl inside out and backwards as she does me. She stood by me as I married my husband and I hope to do the same for her one day. But I've been hearing chatter that her boyfriend of almost 10 years, the one and only relationship either of them had ever been in, is planning on proposing soon. With nearly a decade of dating, you would think I'd know the guy. I've met him exactly three times. She keeps him hidden. He didn't even come to my wedding. Two of the three times I met him were me running into him in town accidentally. Both of those times I noticed alarming red flags. This was as recent as a year ago. My husband and I were driving through town and saw the two of them on a walk together. We pulled over waving and asked if they wanted to grab an ice cream together. My friend's face lit up. She said yes, and she started getting in the car. Her boyfriend looked at her and said loudly in front of us, her name, are you sure ice cream is a good idea? Pinching his stomach and pointing at hers. 
Her demeanor fell and she backed away saying, oh yeah, sorry guys, we can't, trying to stay healthy. There have been other emotional and manipulative patterns like this that I've heard of through her or have witnessed in my few three interactions with him. I have talked to her about my concerns several times over the years and she's not defensive at all. She thanks me for being a good friend and looking out for her, but assured me everything's fine. She also tells me for years now, she's never been someone who gets overly excited for things most girls do. Engagement, weddings, marriage, babies, moving in together, renting or buying a house. And she and her boyfriend both make six figures and still live with their parents, seeing each other maybe three or two times a week. I have to mention she's a totally normal human with everyone else. She's affectionate, excited. She cried hysterically at my wedding and it was so cute. I just don't get why she seems so unenthused by her own relationship. I don't want her to settle, but I feel like I've done what I can do. She's too comfortable. So what do you think? This one I feel like has so many elements going on. Like at the surface, without all of these details, is what to do if you don't like the relationship that your friend is in, which I feel is a really difficult situation as it is. Right. And then when you add in all of these, what she's labeling as red flags and sort of strange situations like the ice cream thing, that kind of makes you think, Hmm. because my overall thought is that if you, if it's as simple as you just don't really like the person that they're with or you think they could do better or whatever it is, I always suggest kind of staying out of it. Like maybe if they ask you for your honest opinion, you might say something. But at the end of the day, I always think that people kind of learn for themselves and that you can't really do anything to control who your friend is dating and you can't see the whole relationship. So it's like, how are you going to give them that advice of like, you shouldn't date this person if you're not actually in that relationship with them? But if it is situations like that, like the ice cream thing really rubs me the wrong way. Like it kind of comes off as like, I don't want to say abuse, but it's kind of verbally abusive or kind of just like insulting and and mean. And so I personally think that that's, I would speak up and say something to my friend if I thought they were dating someone who like wasn't treating them well or was making them a different version of themselves. Yeah, I agree. And I feel I'm wondering if those are the conversations she's had because the the writer does say that she's brought it up to her friend and uh, her friend doesn't get defensive and she like appreciates her being a good friend. So I, I, I kind of got the impression it's those like she is bringing up the red flags and probably doing a great job at like bringing them up. So this sounds like a good, healthy communication between friends. But what I'm so curious about and what I think is like more alarming is that she's been friends with this girl for 24 years. She's been dating someone for 10 years. Yeah. And they've only met one time on purpose and two by accident. Like that would be like my larger conversation I'd have with my friend. I would say like, you're one of my best friends, 24 years, the person you choose to be with and bring into your life and like, I want to have a future with is like so important for me to know. And I would, I'm like more curious about that part too. Like what, what was the interaction like when they did hang out and like, is anyone initiating plans? And I feel like maybe jumping to conclusions, but maybe like maybe the friend does see kind of the red flags and like is now trying to shield him from her friends. But I don't know. I'm so I feel like that needs to be a conversation, too. Yeah. But considering the red flags, I don't know. I feel like it doesn't really matter 
Yeah, but that part is like very, very strange to me. I was wondering, do they not live in the same place? But if they're running into each other sometimes in town, then they obviously do. But it does make me wonder, like you said, like, I think at the end of the day, like, I definitely think that this girl who is dating this guy who has the red flags, I think I'm sure she knows that, first of all, her friend has voiced to her some concerns on whatever level that may be. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that doesn't make her eager to like hang out with them all as a group. Right. But it is really strange. It's like, she said she's comfortable. Like she can tell she's just comfortable in this relationship. Right. And I'm sure it comes down to her being afraid she won't find something else. 10 years is a really long time. Like, And they're both their first relationships. Yeah. And so like you get kind of like accustomed to things. So I think it becomes the longer you're with somebody, I feel like the easier it is to look over red flags because they just kind of become the norm and it becomes part of like the day to day. Like it isn't until you get out of that relationship and you either have like time by yourself or you date somebody new and you see like, oh, wow, none of that was normal and that you realize like, right. what you put up with. So that's a really, really hard thing to do if you, if this is the only relationship you've ever had and you don't really have anything to compare it to except for the relationships around you. So it might make you like not really want to be around other couples because then it makes it kind of like a glaring thing and it makes it less easy for you to just ignore. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that we talk a lot about relationship comparison, like even just on social media where you see like the highlight reel and you, we, yeah, I think we even polled our audience here about if you're so in love and healthy and in a healthy relationship, do you still get either envious or feel like you have some doubts when you see other relationships, whether on like television or on social media? And so many people responded yes. And I think that's so common. And I think even if you're in a healthy relationship and seeing other like really fun relationships out, you're always going to see, I'm sure, qualities in other people that will trigger something that you don't love in your own relationship. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I think no relationship's perfect. And you'll also have those irritable days with your own partner where like everyone else is going to look like a perfect couple in comparison. But if this girl is doing this on purpose, like shielding her relationship because she doesn't want to feel those things, that's work I think that girl needs to do on her own. And I don't know kind of what you said in the beginning of the episode, how much the, the girl who wrote in, her friend, can really do to help her get there. It might need to be her getting there on her own. But if you feel that this is he's proposing soon and your friend might say yes and you truly cheat down to your core, believe this isn't the right relationship, I would maybe try one more time. And I would ask some of those other questions. Like, why don't you want me to know him? Like, I don't think you need to worry about how that question comes across or like feeling like you'll offend your friend or say the wrong thing or like ruin things for your friendship before they maybe get engaged. Because I think any friend would want to know their friend's partner. Yeah, I would even spin it in like the oh, I wish I knew him better. Like, I wish I knew him the way you do. What are the things you love about him? Or like, what makes you happy in your relationship? I feel like instead of like, why don't we know him? Or like, I don't like this about him or all this stuff. Or like, he doesn't seem like, you don't seem as happy as you could be. Like, ask them, like challenge them to tell you why they are happy with this person. And like, what do they picture their future to be like with this person? Like, what are they excited about when they think about potentially marrying them? Or what's what do they like to do? Like how the things that we could do together or something like that. Like, I feel like just ask I'll them. get ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like just ask her, ask her questions and try to figure out and like, 
honestly go into it with an open mind. Like I feel like the best possible outcome is that maybe you misinterpreted some of these things and you are wrong about this person and he does make her extremely happy. So go into it hopeful that that's the case. And that might be the case. Like it might just be kind of these like one-off things that you've experienced that are adding up to like a full picture of this person. Meanwhile, she has 10 years that are like a real full picture. So try to ask her, learn from her about like why she likes this relationship and why she likes this person and why hopefully it does make her happy. But if it doesn't and you are right with like the feeling that you have about it, then it could lead her to like realize that. I feel like just having those conversations or even like sharing the things that you love about your marriage or your relationship might help her like even if it's a hard truth realize that those aren't things that are present in her relationship I really love that advice that's so similar to all the dating advice we give of focusing on the positives (laughs) when you want to change something negative but I think there is a way to just like have a conversation with your friend here where you can bring up these things and it won't like burn any bridges or if she decides to marry this person you like won't look like the bad friend who just like is never allowed to see them again you know what I mean I think all of those things are so important to bring up to someone and they only see each other two to three times a week. They've been dating for 10 years and they still both live at home. Nothing's wrong with that. But I do think the fact that her partner isn't integrated in her friends' lives, they have like that stifled of a relationship 10 years in. I think not only in the behavior stuff of him, there's also red flags in their own relationship, I think, to address before she takes that step. So I would, I think he would be a good friend to not come across as defensive or like accusatory or bringing up all the negative things like you just said. I think focus on the positives and like be helpful. It sounds like they have that friendship that where she can bring up those those concerns. And I agree. I think she's seen this guy once on purpose, two times by accident. Some of those things that she saw could totally have been taken out of context to be devil's advocate. Like maybe they really had like a heart to heart that week about like, we both really want to be healthy, like keep each other accountable. Like this is our like positive, healthy goal for the future. Maybe that's one of the things she loves about him that he's like keeping her, you know, motivates her and keeps her on track. And like, I agree that delivery, I don't know, I wasn't there. Like the delivery might've come across as like what, how she worded it emotionally manipulative. She mentioned a few other instances, but just playing devil's advocate like you were, it's worth bringing up. And I think those other things that are more like tangible and bringing up the things you love about your relationship might help her like really figure out if this is, if she's comfortable or if she's happy and in love. Yeah. I also wonder if there are other people that do spend more time with them as a couple. Like if you have any other friends who might have hung out with them more, if she has like siblings that might be around them more, not to suggest talking about them behind their back or anything, but it could be helpful to maybe check in with another friend who might've been around them a few times to ask what they think and get like a different outside perspective. Because It makes sense for you to be super protective of a friend who you've known for 24 years and who you're extremely close with. But you might also then just be coming at this with like a nobody's good enough for her kind of goggles. So that's just Mm -hmm. like another thing to think about if there is anybody else who might be able to clue you in on more behind the scenes. But I think the goal here should be to learn from your friend what she likes about him and what makes her happy in the relationship. And then also like try to spend more time with them. I don't know if you have like really, I mean, I'm sure you've tried, but maybe like set an actual plan and invite her instead of like a run in and try to make that maybe like a more regular thing. And then you might change the way you feel about him. I agree. 
What do you think about her note about her friend not being, she's never enthused about um, things girls typically get excited about like engagements and weddings and things. Yeah. I don't know if that, I I wonder, I mean, I think some people just like aren't, don't get as excited about that stuff, but I do wonder if like it could be like a defense mechanism of like, Mm -hmm. she knows she's not like as happy as she could be, or she compares her relationships to others. So she kind of like maybe acts like those things don't really matter so much to her. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that that's possible. And I, I think back to my own, like I was in a relationship for eight years where I had doubts all the time and wasn't totally happy. And I could see how people like do have a defense mechanism when it comes to that. And I also see how people like can stay in a relationship. Like you'd think, wow, 10 years, she must like, yeah. she like must know she's not settling. She must be happy. But I, I do always see how people kind of slip into that. And I think it does come back to self-worth too. So. I think when you don't have the confidence, you can have a relationship that makes you super happy or you can find someone that's going to make you like so excited to go through all the steps within life with, you will kind of default to settling and saying that you're not into all of that. So also things to keep in mind when you have a conversation with your friend, because I think it is worth like, it is worth another shot. Did anybody ever say anything to you about like someone you were oh dating? Oh my God, everyone. Really? <laughs> My ex-boyfriend, the one I'm talking about for eight years, so many people sat me down and asked me if I was happy or my friends would tell me all the time, you're not happy. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not. Like so many people, even like people I just ran, I would just meet. I feel they would give me like questioning, like, are you really happy in that relationship? It took me to get there though, to figure it out and make a decision. Yeah. Was there ever anything that somebody said that would like really stick with you or was it kind of just all in one ear and out the other? <laughs> um, this is funny. I'll tell you more about this after. <laughs> someone I was telling someone that like he had cheated on me, but I was so like that was in the past and we were in such a good spot now and so healthy. And she said to me, well, would you really marry someone who had cheated on you? And that like always stuck with me. I don't know why. And yeah, I mean, I always remember my friend just saying, knowing, constantly building me up and just saying, you're worth so much more than this and you're not happy and I can tell, but nothing really to make me make the decision immediately. Yeah. What about you? No, I feel the same way. Some things people said, like they definitely stick with you. And I think that that means that like in the moment, you really know that there is like truth to it and you do at least for me, like I did like hear it, but I would just get so defensive. Like, especially if it it came from someone whose opinion I like didn't really care about, I would just be like, whatever, and kind of like brush it off and not think about it. But if it came from somebody who I was like really super close with and actually like, yeah, like cared about, I would just get so mad. My sister and I never fought as much as we did when I was dating someone who was just like clearly not a good match for me because if she ever voiced anything that was like a logical, caring concern, I would just be like so annoyed because you want to obviously you feel like you're being not like attacked, but you feel like you're being criticized if someone's criticizing the person that you're choosing to be with. And you do get like a clouded mind of like, oh, but they don't see all the other things that happen like behind closed doors. And they only because also I am guilty of like in most relationships that I've had, like I probably do usually like you vent to your friends when it's like a bad thing. You don't like call up your friend and tell them like all the amazing things that someone did because it like it's like a weird, awkward thing to do. But it's like so easy to just be like, oh, like so and so did X, Y, Z and kind of like and then 
your friend is like, are you happy? Like, why are you in this relationship? And you have to, and even in a good relationship, then you sometimes have to be like, no, like I am like, I'm literally just venting. But if, if like somebody really isn't good for you and you actually are unhappy, then it just like, it kind of in my experience just does like make me like really defensive. So nothing ever got mm-hmm. through to me. Like I definitely never ended a relationship because a friend told me right. I should. No. Like, absolutely not. And I don't think I'm trying to think if I've ever had to like tell anybody kind of like a similar thing. Like I feel like I've not liked people that like my sister has dated or that like my close friends have dated, but I don't think I even ever like said anything. Like I might've made like little comments, but I don't think I ever like tried to like change it. But if they were going to get married, I would have. Yeah. I don't think I have either. I'm trying to think if I feel like I've always really liked my friends, significant others. Like I've never seen anything that they haven't, but when my friends do come to me and they have either doubts or they talk about like things that they wish were different or like if there's trust issues or I don't know, like any, anything you come to your friend for, I feel I've been in those situations where I ask like, do you trust the person? Are you happy? Yeah. And it's just asking those questions to make sure they can think through it. And I think even if you do like back to this question, if this girl does speak to her friend, like both of our situations, no one conversation from one friend was like, oh, you're right. I'm not happy. They're probably going to say they are. They're probably going to remind you of like great things. But it was helpful for me to hear from people, even if I didn't act on it in that moment to when I finally got there myself. I think it kind of took a lot. Other people seeing it, me seeing it, ignoring it so many times, but like a frequency of these introspective questions and a frequency of hearing this feedback and like people telling me you are worth more, like you deserve to be happy. It kind of like needed to get through to me. So I don't know. There's always so much feedback. Like don't tell your friend, never tell a friend that you don't like their significant other. I think there are ways to do it in like so many of the ways we talked through today. And I think it actually is really important because like both experiences we just said, we were in these relationships for so long and nothing, it got through to us until we got there. But I think it helped to hear some of those things along the way. Yeah, I agree. And I definitely think you're right that like the most impactful things, the things that have stuck with me the most, at least are when people are focusing more on like you and kind of how this is impacting you. Like you don't seem like yourself or you're so happy when you're around us. And then when you're around them, you seem so like down or just kind of like focusing on how like it's affecting them because any attack, like I said, on like the actual person they're dating is just going to lead the person to be defensive and kind of give the, you don't see what I see kind of Mm -hmm. response. But if you're literally saying you seem so different to me, or like you never like are like laughing and having fun when you guys are together or like just anything like that, I think is a lot more impactful. So I definitely want like a follow up from this. If this listener hears this advice and decides to talk with her friend or try to go into it with an open mind about what she might see in this guy or what she might like about this relationship. I'm curious to hear how that might go. Me too. I I do want an update here. They must have other mutual friends if she heard from others that he might be proposing soon. So yeah, I was thinking that too. (laughs) We did a poll today on our Instagram story about advice giving friends advice and things like that, that I thought was pretty relevant. And I was actually surprised by it because we asked if you typically give your friends honest advice, or you tell them what you think they want to hear. And 29% of the people said that they're brutally honest, which I thought was like a high amount of people. The options were either brutally honest, you tell them what they want to hear, or you sugarcoat things a little bit, but you're pretty honest. 
And the majority of people, like 67% of people said that they shook or coated a little bit, but they're pretty honest, which is what I would say too. I feel like unless it's Me like- too. That was my, that would have been my answer when I read the poll. Yeah. And like, and I said for the majority of your friendship. So I definitely have friends like you or like Jordan, where I feel like I would just like tell them exactly what I think. But for most people, I would be like, I would give my opinion, but I would, you kind of do like, I tend have a tendency to like spin it in like a little of what they want to hear. Brutally honest for most of your friends, I feel like I, was, I wouldn't have any friends left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. 4% of people what they want to hear. I'm happy about that though, because Me I do too. think it's easy to tell people what they want to hear. But I think you do that with people you like don't truly don't care about. <laughs> yeah. And then 80%, 81% of people said that they have one friend that they go to when they want the hard truth or like the honest opinion, which I feel like is such a fact. It's like, kind of shows what we talked about with multiple guests like Logan Yuri about how you should have different friends or people in your life for mm-hmm. all different things. You should have a friend who you can go to when you know they're just going to kind of like give you the uplifting advice that you want to hear to feel better. And then you should have someone you can go to when you need like a little hard truth. And then you have someone you go to for a fun night out and someone else you go to when you want like a night in. I feel like it's just important to have that because it also helps you in your relationship, which is like the point of what Logan Yuri said that like your partner shouldn't be like the end all be all. You should have people in your life for different things. Yes, I agree with all of that. You're always my friend. I go to for uh, most of my advice. <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> Maybe we can answer just like one or two quick questions. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do a couple of quicker questions. These are from our question box that we put up once a week on our Instagram. So again, if you want to ask more of like a brief question, <laughs> you can put it in our question box. Or if you want to give some more detail, screenshots, whatever, a longer question, you can DM us at Mostly Balanced Podcast on Instagram. Or you can send us an email to hello at wearemostlybalanced.com. And we do these solo episodes like at least once or twice a month, sometimes more. And we really like it going deeper into these questions because they're all so relatable. So we got a couple in today. One of them said... Is watching porn in relationship cheating? I don't think so. I think this totally depends on your definition of cheating and your boundaries. Like if you both agree that porn is not okay in your relationship and you don't want, you know, it's a boundary for both of you, then that's disgust and then that's that. But- <laughs> I thought you said that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not at all. <laughs> but no, I don't think I... I mean, my personal opinion is no, it's not cheating. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. I do think that like, I would never label it as cheating, but I would be probably more bothered by it if it was like done as like a secret hidden thing. But then on the other Mm -hmm. hand, it's not like I want my boyfriend to be watching porn just like while he's sitting on the couch next to me. So I don't know like what the, it's kind of like, Right. Yeah, I think that's why, like you said, it's communication is important. It's kind of like some people get bothered if they knew like how often their partner masturbated because they thought they think it means that they like don't want to be with them and they like there's something is wrong with them or whatever it is. So I'm not to say I'm not saying that like your significant other should have to tell you every time they're going to go watch porn or every time they're going to go masturbate. But like, maybe that is a case for like just having a open conversation about like, Oh, do you enjoy watching porn or Oh, how often do you masturbate? And like, just like kind of like leads to more conversation just about sex and the relationship in general. Yeah. Which is the goal. And we talked with Natasha Miller a few episodes back, how I think so many things related to sex just hit so hard and it hits like an insecurity in you. It's just such a touchy subject. And I think the way to change that is to talk about it more because 
with the conversation of not only is porn cheating, I could see how conversations or worries of like, well, what kind of porn does my partner like watching? What do the girls look like? They don't look like me. Does this mean he doesn't like me? Does this Mm. fantasy he watches means he wants to do that with me and I don't do it? I think anything with these topics I think can just make you feel inadequate, make you feel insecure, make you feel paranoid, make you feel confused, make you question your relationship. And like the solution to that is to just talk about these things more and know that both things can be true, you know? And I don't, I think you just need to have those conversations so it doesn't become that kind of topic that is so scary and makes you feel bad. Yeah, I totally agree. We could do one more quick one. So at what point should you not expect a man to pay for everything slash some things? (laughs) I don't know what that (laughs) slash means. (laughs) I mean, you should never expect a man to pay for everything. Like, I feel like that's just like, you can have the desire for to be with someone who treats you to everything. But like, I just think the expect kind of gives me a strange vibe. Like, I don't like the tone of expectations. I feel like I personally really prefer, strongly prefer that a guy pays for early dates. And I think that that's more in like the traditional, (laughs) I feel like I'm going to get like backlash for this, but like the courting (laughs) stage of the relationship. Like I feel like when Mm -hmm. you guys are still getting to know each other, it's still like kind of a mystery to whether they're, what the relationship is going to be and things aren't defined. I think that just my like traditional mindset of towards dating makes me it gives it a more like romantic feel to me if the guy is treating me but I still would always offer like I would and I would genuinely offer it wouldn't just be like a fake reach or something like that like I think you have to genuinely offer and show that it's not like an expectation it's something that's like actually appreciated I actually I don't want to hear what you think about this too but I actually got in a little mini (laughs) argument with, with Sean this past weekend because of something that like we and this is like such a stupid story I'll tell it really quickly but we were grocery shopping and I had like my I was like I didn't have a basket so I was just like picking everything up and like holding it and he was like doing he was like in the store with me but he literally was not holding a single thing (laughs) and so like and he also was kind of like just zoned out and so I felt like he like wasn't in the store with me and I like literally said I was like are you in this store like what's happening right now and he was like oh sorry like I didn't know we still needed to like get other things and I was like I also have like my arms full of stuff and I was just making like a joke and so then he like took everything from my from from me. And then when we walked out, he was like, Oh, I like learned something new about you. Like I feel like I never noticed because I always like take your bag from you or like take the stuff, but I never noticed that like that was something that like actually would really bother you if I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And it like made me so mad because I like it wouldn't really bother me. Like I actually really like appreciate when he does things like that because it's not an expectation and it like hasn't been in past relationships. So I think it like makes something like the gesture of paying for somebody or the gesture of like taking their bag, it makes it like a bigger deal if it's something that you appreciate versus expect. Yeah, I agree. And I agree with like everything you said, even in like the earlier response to this person's question in expectations versus just appreciation. There's nothing wrong with wanting a traditional dating experience where if you're in a heterosexual relationship, a guy asks you out and he treats you to the dates, he's paying for them. I think. That isn't a horrible thing as a woman to appreciate and want. 
I also think men like that too. I think men like the – they want to treat you or many do. And if they don't, like those two people will find each other. Yeah. And I like that little story because I think so much about like your relationship going well is appreciating the things your partner does for you. And I don't think it's like that you are the person that gets bothered when I don't hold your things for you. Mm-hmm. It's more like, no, I'm a person who gets bothered when – I'm with someone and who's not like so my partner's not like present yeah, with was, me or like doing the thing to like yeah, exactly. you know that I do something to help that I appreciate. But I did realize that like I did make that little joke and I was thinking in my head that it was kind of strange because he usually does like take stuff, but it doesn't mean that I like expect it. And most of the time when he says like let me right. take that back, I'm like, no, I got it. Like it's totally fine. I got it. And I usually like, insist that like I have it. But then just that like little laugh of like, take it was just like such a funny situation because like, I actually wasn't mad you weren't taking right. the stuff. I'm now mad that you said that I, you made it seem like I'm this like entitled to you holding well, my bag. Sometimes I get so mad when Dan takes things out of my hands. Like I can't do it. This just happened because <laughs> we just traveled together. So like I'm holding my suitcase and like he just comes and like grabs the bags out of my hand and like I don't let go right away. So there's an awkward moment where he's like pulling something out of my hands and I'm not letting go. And it's like we're holding up traffic. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like I can hold my bag. <laughs> so like, Oh my God, I love when someone takes my bag. <laughs> I like it too. Like that's the thing. Like I appreciate it, but I think that I'm not expecting it because I can do it. So sometimes there are yeah. times where I'm like annoyed where yeah. I just like can't finish the thing that I'm doing. Right. To answer this person's question, like I <laughs> I I actually do think that like I typically like insist on date like five plus if they still haven't like let me split it, then I would like insist that like I get this coffee or something like that. And then like, but I do still tend to like with a guy to pay for more things. But I think once you're like in a relationship, I think it is important to like get a, get a coffee here and there or like get the drinks before dinner or treat them to dinner, especially on like a special occasion or just like come up with whatever works for you. Like I know, I think you and like other people, I know like the one person, if they live together, will handle the groceries and the other person will like always pay if they have like a dinner out. And so those are just things that you'll figure out as you're in a relationship. But I think in the early dating stage, I think your best bet is just to genuinely offer And then also just be really gracious if they do treat you to something, but don't go into it with the expectation. I agree. The expectation word here is the the wrong word. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this was such a fun episode. I loved getting back into some of these listener questions after a few weeks off from solo episodes. So again, feel free to submit any questions that you guys have. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know what you think and let us know any topics you want to hear about or any guests that you want us to have on the podcast. Yes. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back next week. 